0: Welcome, everyone, to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice of the Marvel cinematic community. My name is Pete, and joining me, as always, is Matt. Hello, Matt.
1: I've a tried to be a good podcast father to Hydra, Pete, and now you're trying to make it all go away? Yeah. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek for episode 420, Farewell, Cruel World is brought to you by Madam Hydra's Salt Shaker. Are you looking to distribute and ingest grains of a crystalline mineral to aid generation of nerve impulses and for maintenance of electrolyte balance? Use your Hydra Bucks to get Madam Hydra's Salt Shaker, now in glossy black or sparkling chrome, and you'll be inserting minerals into your mouth in no time. Also, for taste? What do humans feel when they taste? Can you tell, Pete? Well, Matt,
0: here we are, uh, 20 episodes into the fourth season, just two remaining, no two-hour finale coming, uh, and also forthcoming, a decision on the fate of
1: this series. Yes, Mark Kolpak saying just a couple days ago, his spidey sense is tingling, he has good feelings about the fifth season, uh probably towards the end of next week so somewhere in the neighborhood of may 11th may 12th uh is when the information would officially come down uh that head of the abc upfront presentations to advertisers uh the following week which i believe is uh, the morning of tuesday the 16th so uh we might not know when next we podcast i suspect pete the minute that we find out one way or another we'll we'll put together a quick podcast for good or for ill um but uh, it's an exciting time here for uh, for Agents of Shield.
0: There would seem to be confidence. I just want to warn against any kind of overconfidence. We've been there with uh shows Matt and I have with shows that had uh the ratings but did not get renewal. Uh we have been there with pilots. Uh there there remains an entire backlog of material we have for marvel's most wanted that never made your podcast ears because what was deemed even by us as a fairly safe bet uh fell by the wayside um and uh certainly in the advent of the writers guild of america striking a deal Uh, very striking
1: a deal, not striking from the the set. Thank goodness.
0: Correct. Uh, That is definitely good news. Um, So let's hope the good vibes carry over. Speaking of good vibes, Matt, uh, he, Matt will be checking out guardians of the galaxy for the first time tomorrow night. I have already seen it. We will be seeing it together. We will be bringing you our impressions very early this weekend so that you have those in addition to the fact that the first Defenders trailer dropped today. And uh, you can expect that to hit FantasticGeek.com and iTunes at any time. So keep those peepers peeped, as we say in the trade.
1: Electrifying time to be uh, into MCU stuff. Uh, That Defenders preview just looked absolutely wonderful. So just, it's so great to see Jessica Jones back on screen. So great to see attorney Matthew Murdoch. So great to see Luke Cage, apparently not spending the entire Defenders miniseries in prison. And Iron Fist was there too.
0: And let's not forget Sigourney Weaver, Matt, certainly uh, a fitting reason to bring them all together. But all that's coming yet. Let's get down To Brass Tacks with Agents
1: of S.H.I.E.L.D. When we catch you up on what went down, Pete, we go from today to 10 days ago that day. Zephyr 1 is flying. It looks half cloaked. At least that's what my notes say. It's actually fully cloaked. It's just half cloaked for TV so we can see it.
0: Yeah, it's nice that they gave us a definitive... Uh, timeline with which to backdate our time spent in the framework.
1: Yes, and uh, we see Yo-Yo, we see Piper, we see some of the other uh, people on Zephyr One uh, strapping in. Our heroes, in oh, I suppose they're all heroes, Pete, even goatee pilot guy that we'll discuss in a little bit. But uh the, the the stars of the show, as uh as Daisy and Simmons get strapped in one last time, you know, like they did a couple of episodes ago, ready for the framework. They sleep and uh Yo-Yo and Piper ask what's next? Uh which hey Pete, that's new footage. Uh what's next? Or are they just gonna wait? And uh Pete, time lapse uh effect there. We see time going by as They wait and wait and wait.
0: Yeah, and what we notice is on top of the time-lapse photography that they're donning heavier and heavier clothing. So come to find out when Dialogue picks back up that uh, they uh, hear from one of the pilots there that they've got about 24 hours until they have to touch down uh, Colonel Talbot is name check there that he's looking for them. Uh, they're also looking for uh, that thing, the framework, which is draining all their power. But Hey Matt, what about what you thought was a partial cloaking effect that apparently is a full cloaking effect. Does that eat up any, any power, any juice?
1: Pete, that is what is, uh, is taking most of the remaining power at this point. Uh, goatee guy says that they need to land and refuel, um, but uh, but no, no, they'd rather do other things like not refuel. You know, they want to shut the heat off and so on and so forth. Uh, they are by themselves, which I appreciated. The show reminding me of that, along with the name check of Talbot. It's been so long, and it's probably been less episodes than I think, but it's been so long since we've been here in the real world in Agents of Shield that that quick little refresher was certainly appreciated. Um, However, Pete, bottom line, they do need to generate more power. So Yo-Yo makes the call. Time to turn off the cloaking device.
0: I like that Yo-Yo here is the one in command. I mean, she's clearly the most regular of the characters who are not currently plugged into the framework. Um, She makes that decision there. They hope that uh, Daisy and Simmons hurry up and Zephyr 1 decloaks as we head into our title card.
1: Yeah. Get that title card sequence. We come back in the framework. Our uh, shield heroes are watching riots on TV. Uh, Daisy sees trip. He hugs her. She gets the, Hey girl. I don't know you. Uh, Not even
0: the, Hey girl. It's Hey person. I don't know. Not even a, a, a girl. And it's brought wonderfully back a couple times in this episode.
1: Pete as you said on Twitter just an hour or two ago you you can't root against BJ Britt and you certainly want to want to offer him best wishes for behind enemy lines the show he has uh, that'll I guess we'll find out in the next couple of weeks for that where that goes to series as well it's worth knowing Pete this might be the final trip episode knowing that his uh, his star is on the rise
0: yeah and again you don't want to begrudge a performer a larger uh platform for his abilities uh barring some real kind of casting shake-up he's not going to be a lead on agents of shield he was a semi-regular at, at one point in uh season two and and then look what happened and obviously he's been out there with uh Being Mary Jane and now he's got this pilot so you know again we love his participation in the show we certainly love his character just an all-around great guy to root for and to interact with but you know sometimes uh, loving a performer is allowing them to spread their wings and and go out and do their thing and and be the star on their own
1: Pete after that reminder that uh, well the trip can't be with us forever Daisy and Simmons have some exposition off to the side. Uh, Daisy saying that she has the coordinates for the backdoor exit from the framework, and they're going to need to use it. Also, Pete, there's concern that they're going to have to leave Fitz behind. Simmons doesn't want to. After all, Ada wants, expositional recap, a real body, number two, free will, in order to, number three, kill all the agents.
0: This was the clunkiest part of an otherwise quick moving and emotional episode. But yeah, it's, but Fitz is a part of our team. And uh, Daisy with, and he's the current head of Hydra. Have we dotted all the story eyes? All right, let's move forward now.
1: To be fair, I think here's what it said on the whiteboard in the writer's room, Pete. Uh, Act one must reestablish the rules of the game in the real world so they did that
0: yeah that's fine
1: uh daisy sees mac leaving she says that they need mac despite him trying to go home trying to go home with hope oh my goodness pete they were foreshadowing in the first act Mm -hmm. i didn't see it i just thought it was like story machinations you know gotta keep the team together somehow we're all gonna hold hands and jump through the hula hoop at the end they really need him to step up pete and, uh, there's been some wordplay about kicking Madam Hydra's tushy.
0: In addition to some, uh, hero worship out of hope by sky, um, that, or, or for sky, I should say, which was uh, really nice to see, um, says she's the biggest hero in shield and, uh, to make sure that, uh, Mac gets back to her as soon as possible.
1: Elsewhere at uh, Shield HQ, May, who is still wearing the Hydra uniform, wouldn't personally be my choice if I had escaped from Hydra, but I digress. It's so
0: funny that you bring that up because I'm watching this scene and I saw that and I'm like, why isn't she taking it off? Oh, visual storytelling
1: yeah it's uh, <laughs> pete it's not the scarlet letter it is the it's the midnight octopus if you will A <laughs> reminder that she's she's former hydra may is hydra anyhow pete she's helping out in the infirmary trying to make up you know the life misspent and all of that colson talks to her on the side hey maybe this is more fake news we got that oppressive government you know maybe all of that is a simulation uh, May, of course, rejects the idea. Pete, she wants show, not tell, which reminds me of the old aphorism in the writer's room. Show, not tell.
0: Yeah, show, don't tell being the really the first and last command when it when it comes to any kind of good writing. Uh, speaking of showing and not telling, Matt, which makes this Uh, storytelling better than some of the stuff that came in the recap we have uh, martial law uh, being announced over the PA as Fitz is walking around um, Hydra headquarters heads into a cell there with Dr. Radcliffe um, and looking to get out of him what uh, he discussed with Sky
1: and some great and I don't mean to to denigrate it here, but some great scene window dressing as he's making his way to Radcliffe. Um, we see a guy being apparently taken out or to a beating. We hear another man crying out, just this this whole notion of, of unseen pain and torture and whatnot. Um, regardless, though, in Radcliffe's cell, he reminds Fitz that they are actually friends. Um, he would step, Radcliffe would, he would step in front of a bus for Fitz. Uh, Fitz's response is to take off his jacket and have his goon kick Radcliffe. Pete, that's a sign that you're uh, you're highfalutin when you have your goons do the beating.
0: Yeah, and to to beat him down here, uh, Radcliffe obviously puts it together that they're fighting back, huh? Uh, you know, we all want to escape this wretched reality. But Fitz explains that there's this machine in the other world to which you can transfer into and uh, now a human body can be crafted for a consciousness. Uh,
1: Radcliffe's Wait, Pete. Just, just the one human body though, right? Is, isn't that the purpose of this scene to establish it's just Ada and there's no hope for anyone else in the remaining two episodes? Uh, not at all. What? Um, Go on, tell me more. So while
0: Radcliffe rules this impossible because, you know, he knows all of this stuff despite the fact that his human body is dead and his consciousness has been uploaded to the framework full-time, okay? Um, Fitz urges him to uh, to think about it here and that we have uh, Ada, who seems to have circumvented her programming here, uh, he says she would have made quite the tempestuous teenage daughter, and we again come back to the idea that she is named Ophelia and all the Shakespearean symbolism uh, present there. But uh, Fitz explains that a second life, a third life. Radcliffe chimes in with immortality is possible, something that he spent the better part of his life and career looking to uh, figure out.
1: Yeah, it's starting to loop back in a really, really nice and satisfying way. Uh, Fitz, of course, had made the claim that he wants to give Radcliffe something to live for since Radcliffe uh, is prepared to die for everything. And I had wondered what that was in the last episode. Here we have it, the notion of of ongoing life. Tough to argue against that as a... Uh, as a uh, motivating factor. Radcliffe says that Daisy is, in fact, looking for a way out. So he kind of started to give Daisy up pretty quickly. But as I said, Pete, it's quite a uh, quite an offer being made.
0: What follows is a scintillating scene, Matt, maybe the best of the series between two characters that don't tend to share a lot of screen time in Simmons and May. May, who refers to Simmons as Pop-Tart.
1: Indeed, Pete, May simply cannot believe that, that they're all teammates in the real world. Coulson and May, Fitz and Simmons, Daisy and Mac. Oh my goodness, Pete, it's another scene where they're setting up Mac's leaving. And that makes it even worse because that means it's probably true. However, hold on, time out. With uh, this mention here of Fitz, May says, Fitz, the doctor? Right. May mentions that Fitz's father and son are so similar. It's this point that Simmons figure out uh, figures out what is different for Fitz. Uh, the addition of the father um, can may still get access to personnel files, Uh smash cut to ding dong gun in Alistair Fitz's face. It's Simmons with a gun to end the act.
0: Act two begins Matt with a uh, sky and trip over a map. Uh, she is looking for transport to the, uh, the oil drilling platform, the, uh, digital version of the analog for the real world in the framework. Um, and it's a situation where they're discussing, uh, the, the team and, uh, the, the things that have, uh, remained the same and what is a little bit different in the framework, you know, like that trip puts together that in the real world hey daisy you and me no so me and simmons no gotta be may right oh girl come on girl
1: just a wonderful scene using the time that you have bj brit to to elevate Um, you
0: almost wanted daisy to to throw him a bone and be like yeah, but you know, there's there's this girl yo-yo that Mac's with that, you know, you you, you had the time with, so shh, don't 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 tell Mac.
1: Well, Pete, you've mentioned all these uh, all these sirens of Shield here. Wait a minute. Speaking of Simmons, ugh, she left the base an hour ago, story football transferred. But then we take it back to from whence it came, back to Simmons talking to Alistair Fitz. Uh, the latter of which says he was a great father. He's led the child to become a great man, not a good one. Really interesting bit of wordplay there. Uh, too much action to ponder the notion of greatness versus goodness. But uh, <laughs> if, that's what, if that hasn't been part of this arc, I don't know what, uh, what has been. Regardless, Papa Fitz somehow seems to control the room despite having a gun on him. And Pete, he's not in a listening mood.
0: Yeah, uh Simmons thinks she can fix this, but uh obviously with his concern for his son, her concern about getting him out of the framework explain meaning to him and thereby us as the audience that ada I, i mean madam hydra has put forces in play here uh she wants him to call fitz to tell him to come here alone why so you can blow his brains out no never could hurt him of course simmons says make the call he calls and he tells his son here listen carefully son And I almost, Matt, I might have even been a little bit better if they dealt in some kind of code. And even Fitz later on says that his father told him he loved him. It was a big moment for him. But instead, he goes with the old, don't, don't come here. It's a trap situation. The fugitive is here Um, and leaves uh Simmons and uh, Alistair Fitz wrestling over the gun. We hear the gunshot go off, and we hear da da
1: it's It's an arresting moment, uh, certainly, uh, not for nothing, I think we we should not be surprised that the recurring character somehow is felled by, you know the 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 series character. But uh, a compelling moment, nonetheless. And of course, since it is so compelling, we cut back to S.H.I.E.L.D. HQ, where everyone everyone's looking at Colson as he walks by. He's not quite sure why and has to be told by May. He is, of course, the new famous face of the Resistance, after all. Uh, it's at this point where uh, the Daisy uh, and Simmons storylines intersect. Daisy finds out that Simmons has left and uh, Mae reminds her that she doesn't answer to Daisy or anyone else here. Everyone's just totally independent. Uh, that's just the way it is. Stop stop being all corporate, man.
0: Speaking of independence, Matt, back at Alistair Fitz's pad, uh, agents clear the room for uh, Fitz, who then comes in and finds his father dead of a shotgun uh, a gunshot to the chest. He's got Radcliffe in tow, um, and they get the men back on the Zephyr so that they can hang around and discuss, obviously, uh, what Radcliffe thinks is an accident.
1: I really, really, really appreciate the performance here of uh, of Ian De Which, by the way, side note, Pete, it was pointed out by a uh, by a listener on Twitter uh, by Cass. I've been saying the case the see now I can't unsay it. I've been saying it the wrong way for probably too <laughs> long a time. Switching some of the internal consonants, but uh, Ian De nonetheless, um, the muted way in which he shows uh the, the 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 process of seeing his dead father is something that i really really appreciate if only because it's a man who cannot show those around him the feelings that he is feeling because he has to look all powerful so there's all of this going on in the case stickers performance kind of behind the scenes in a scene that not for nothing has to chug through some story points here, chug through some anger uh, at Radcliffe chug through some, I know where they're going and all of that. Um, Still, it's just this wonderful performance where he can't mourn his father publicly because Pete, what would, what would the guards say if they saw that he was anything less than steely and in control?
0: Indeed, forcing the, Foster father to look upon the body of the digital father here, uh, the the better version of his uh, real world counterpart come out of the psyche of uh, Leopold Fitz here, uh, but he does not believe that uh, Simmons' intent is good or pure, um, and his intent, Matt breaking our hearts in only the second act is to put a bullet through her skull
1: rough stuff indeed act break and then we're on zephyr one in the real world pete they are cold they are uncloaked pete if they were not cold would you not get them heat if they were not uncloaked would you not cloak them Yo-Yo is nervous, uh, but the pilot, who has a goatee, uh, says that they have company. They're Rusky jets inbound. Clearly it's Ivanov, says, I believe, Piper, Uh, which, uh, of course it is, right? Uh, That proceeds to put uh, put some pressure on the pedal to speed the story along. Pete, those girls better get out of there. Hey, mister, they're women.
0: Back at S.H.I.E.L.D. HQ, Matt, uh, Daisy wants to know if Sky is okay. She attempted to uh, try to save Fitz, but killed his father instead. Um, they can't save Fitz now. It's the second discussion these characters are having about Fitz. Um and uh, we know that, uh, obviously, Madame Hydra looms large in the background, and then we head over to her bedside.
1: Yeah, so Pete, just to recap so far, uh, in this scene you just described, we have a, uh, a lady from the, one of the Queen's realms talking about how Papa Fitz is dead, and this will upset Fitz the Younger. Then we go to Hydra HQ, where another lady of a different one of the Queen's realms is told about Papa Fitz's death and that uh, it has affected the uh, younger Fitz, the junior. It's all a mirror, Pete. Um, She orders them back. Madam Hydra does. I kind of side note, Pete. I kind of I kept waiting for her all of a sudden to say, "What? That's impossible!" and pull the pull the blanket off. Not that I wanted to see the bits, but just. I I kind of assumed that Madam Hydra was playing the role of hurt. Um, I guess the program is so well written that her hurt must remain. Her injury must remain. But anyhow, Pete, she orders them back. And luckily, because Hydra is such a vertically integrated organization, I'm sure that jet's going to turn right around back to you, Pete.
0: Yeah, Fitz is told, and he refuses the recall to the Triskelion. He and Radcliffe discuss how uh, Ada has made a few modifications.
1: And uh, it turns out that those modifications, which, you know, the the story takes us to S.H.I.E.L.D. landing at the the steel uh, mill, uh, turns out there's a foundry right on top of the back door uh pete it's literally a molten melty thing on top of the mystical (laughs) exit um this is when uh mac uh, expresses some concern he doesn't know about this other world um and pete all is lost they're also in need of an act and and simmons declares madam hydra has won to end the act
0: little bit before we move out of that segment uh, that we we kind of glossed over uh, a great uh, other framework uh, flourish to uh, what we know as the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe um, with Trip not able to uh, go with them. And the discussion there with the Patriot gone, maybe he could be the Patriot. Matt, the Patriot being the framework's version of Captain America, that could make uh, Trip Falcon, who would then take on the mantle of the Patriot, becoming the Falpiot or the Palkin or something, but awesome nonetheless.
1: Awesome indeed, Pete. After the act break, we return back to Hydra HQ, where... Blonde Lady tells Madame Hydra that Fitz uh, and his team, Pete, they've gone dark. They have not listened. They have not replied. They've gone dark. Ada is not a happy duck at this point. She tells the med staff that they may proceed. Um, I appreciate so much that they don't use dialogue to carry what happens next. Her body starts to be scanned from, from... foot to head, and then in the real world, we see, oriented vertically, that there's a scanner. Nay, a printer, Pete. They are 3D printing a flesh-and-blood Ada back in the real world.
0: As many questions as this conjures up in a comic book TV show that is largely rooted in reality, um, I appreciate that they're taking these Risks, uh, certainly on the effect side, this is on the leading edge of anything you're, you're finding on, on your TV. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just watching this and like, OK, so we're making a real body for uh, a robot consciousness. I'm just struggling to it's easier to go the other way to put a human consciousness into a robot body. I get the ideas that you would 3D print an organ, that you would 3D print uh, a system, uh, but I, an entire body and then placing a robot consciousness inside of it. I just, I'm, I'm having a little bit of a hard time swallowing that.
1: Well, I guess I have two thoughts, Pete. First is Lilu Dallas Multipass. Second is, I agree, when you dig that deep, there is some. Um, some technical concerns uh the best writers write around those things and it's just like pop and it works because it does how do the ghostbuster backpacks <laughs> turn into confinement things but also are unlicensed nuclear uh generators or whatever because when they push the button it goes you know it's like the james bond uh rebreather in um in the swimmy one whose title i can't remember the navy wanted to know how how did you how did you make it last and they go they went no no no, it's like some stuff painted together it doesn't actually work but on screen it does but pete enough about that take us back to the 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 smolten molten smoldery iron place
0: (laughs) yeah back back there um may uh is uh seriously uh you know uh doubting what's gonna go on here especially the idea of some magic back door matt uh but with the molten uh metal covering the exit there uh they determine that daisy can quake open the uh red sea and uh before that happens however hydra shows up
1: there is a quick firefight there um bad guys dispensed with quickly enough in retrospect suspiciously so uh daisy then parts the goop although i should mention pete in the in the course of the firefight um or i'm sorry the, the firefight appears appears to be over colson says it's real he believes he steps forward uh, mesmerized by the, uh, the 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 gateway to a different life. He then promptly gets shot and gets shot like seriously, Pete. This is not shot in the thigh, as we will see with another character in a little bit, which is TV code for, oh, you'll be okay. Coulson is dying, Pete. Like, you know, the Avengers. Coulson is dying.
0: Yeah, feels oddly familiar. He says he needs to be helped to the edge. It's the only way... Uh, May's not so sure. Uh, he can take the leap of faith, it's not as simple for her, but uh, tells her to follow his lead. And then again, we, we I find we we spend a lot of time crediting Mark Kolpak with these effects, Matt, only because they're constantly rationing up their game. And this effect here that I refer to as you know, the the framework is rewritten. I thought for a minute they they take teacher Colson out and it's everything that he in some way impacted where they were they writing over him and and he's no longer felt, but they they still have memory of him. Uh, Mac realizes what's going on here and uh Colson wakes in the real world. He unstraps himself. Um he's next to May, uh wants her to to just jump to come through. Finally she gasps. She did follow after all. And uh, we've we've got Ada still being printed there in the other room, stinking robots. Uh, He wishes he had a shotgun axe as that 3D printer is uh, finishing up. Um, And finally, Simmons is uh, ready to jump into the uh, the exit in the framework before Fitz shows up. Seems that she's finally found him.
1: In retrospect, so much is packed in to those three scenes. There, first of all, the the way in which the framework has its digital shimmer. Uh, it was a super cool moment, and just this you know effects laden moment here. Um, in retrospect, it is central towards understanding the decision that Mac makes, uh, and also if the show indeed is going to commit to his exit which i have a hard time believing they were going to do all of that story stuff and then wish it away although we'll talk about that when we get to our level seven theories segment um he needs that concrete thing to understand that what is going on is not real um we also have colson taking a leap of faith for shield um and then most importantly pete at least most importantly in terms of uh tell not show or or show a little bit in a in a little while but don't overly show it colson when he wished for that shotgun axe grabs a knife pete we are at some point in this next act going to have an off-screen robot beheading done <laughs> with a with with what i believe is a uh at at best a um a, a wee knife
0: yes but as we open act five here matt Uh, Fitz tells Simmons that somehow turns the knife even harder in our guts, that he won't even allow her to say his name, not after what she's done, you know, that accident.
1: Indeed, there is no robot Ada, he says. There is Ophelia. There is his father who is now dead from her uh Fitz shoots simmons in the leg um which pete don't i recall that robot Fitz stabbed simmons in the leg do i have that right
0: back um, in the in in,
1: in, in yeah in, in yeah. the olden days of your you know agents <laughs> of shield lmd which was about eight episodes ago yeah yeah <laughs> so Fitz and legs and simmons there's something going on there um this brings her to her knees he holds the gun to her head Uh, tells her to say that she means nothing to him Um, great direction here by you know the director cameraman etc because we proceed slowly to move in closer and closer and closer to the action of Fitz and Simmons which visually gives us the the entryway for what the story does next for Radcliffe getting the drop on Fitz taking out a few of the ancillary guards and um, now being ready to, to send Fitz through the portal.
0: But it's the emotional resonance that really rules this scene here. Uh, with Simmons down, she confesses her, uh, professes as well, her love for him. And he tells her, you mean nothing to me. With a gun to her head, uh, he wants her to repeat that. Uh, But it's Radcliffe here and and John Hanna, you know, in the in the year plus he's been on this show, he's pretty much done everything uh, you could ask for as uh, an actor in the role, which could could relatively be sidelined. And here is his moment Uh, says this was never any of his intent. He name checks the dark hold, Matt. Remember the 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 book? uh all the way back in pod one which was uh mentioned in pod two uh but this is the
1: second time in two episodes that darkhold has been mentioned and even without you know talking about the spoilery things that are surely ahead (laughs) in part because the agents of shield twitter came out and did some emojis suggesting such pete i almost feel like we're going to loop back around to some of those story elements from the first pod
0: yeah,, uh, but we'll we'll have to wait for that., uh, this dark hold has obviously corrupted his mind. It's all his fault, and he throws fits into the exit. Um, and that uh, bringing him there was the only way. Uh, to uh, truly save him. He explains to Simmons after Ada had uh, hurt him in the real world. He's able to um, the, the resolution for the character be himself again. And he tells Simmons to go. She awakes in the real world. Uh, They tell her that they thought she'd never wake up. Uh, Sky is still uh, there next to her, not, uh, awake the plane is hit um and uh they uh they look back with uh, the framework action and um mac tells sky it's her turn to head through
1: it really it's an, ele- uh, an, an elegant way in which the story gets split here I knew on some level, of course, because the episode at the top uh, revisited it, but I knew on some level that Simmons was going to return to a different real-world place than Ada's secret lair. Uh, but the notion that we've now sent, uh, now with Fitz going through three people, back to Ada's, uh, Ada's lair, um, and increasingly we're spending time not there. You know, Fitz has gone through, but we don't follow him. We instead follow Simmons. Um, in retrospect, it's adding some unseen pressure to that uh to that portion of the storyline. Um, but as you mentioned, Pete, and now is Mac's turn. Wide-eyed Mac uh is told that in the real world hope isn't alive. He does not want to live in a world without his daughter.
0: Without uh, hope.
1: Matt, indeed,
0: you know, again, for all the fake news and alternative facts here, this this I think was the one that that drilled it home the most.
1: And and he's happy to stay in the illusion to be with her, which, you know, I I, I suspect on one level we're, we're fast approaching the end of uh, current events analogy from the show to our world. But um Mac making this decision to not fight the fight, but rather to, to keep the illusion. Pete, he wants to be able to watch movies with her. When she's sad, he wants to hold her. And I wondered if I wondered if the out was gonna be, and Daisy quick force punches him and sends him through. And when you see Chloe Bennett start to cry back, because at this point, at this point Mac is crying, when you see Sky crying in response to him that's when I knew she as a character is not going to take away his, his sense of self-determination here.
0: How can she? And let's be honest, one of the central uh, ideas over the next two episodes is going to be, will we be losing the character of Mac um, to a place that his soul uh, and really, his heart feels like he belongs. Um, you know, they they began laying the story tracks on Hope uh, earlier this season, and now we're we're in the end game of it. And you can foresee a situation where Henry Simmons' character is the sacrifice that the framework demands
1: particularly since they didn't need to do all of this to then go oh but now that we've defeated ada in episode 421 uh in her base uh look she's got extra tubes of uh person putty so let's just fill it on up and let's download let's download hope let's download war let's download trip let's we can just make as many as we want because look she's got gallons and gallons like they can't do that if they've asked us to give our pound of flesh in episode 420. So it increasingly is, is pointing towards that in terms of authenticity for the story that we have told so far. Uh, Regardless though, back in the real world, Daisy wakes up, she's made it through her gurney has turned over. Uh, I I like the visual there that they're hit by another blast and then, then it falls over and then she comes awake coincidentally Uh, Yo-Yo asks about Mac, and Daisy says that she's just so sorry. Uh, We go back to uh, Ada's headquarters, Pete. We've had Hydra headquarters. We've had S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters. Back to Ada headquarters. Fitz, who, of course, was the deepest in this illusion, uh, and in a certain sense showed the most agency as his illusory half uh, or his illusory copy. He is overwhelmed by who he was in there uh he seems to be hanging on to who he was at this point pete ada arrives and pete i just want to put a call out there i'm sure that regardless of regards regardless of who our listeners are male female wh- whatever catches their eye i, I want to propose a a little lighthearted uh offer here to the show you throw in ada no bathrobe i don't mind if you then throw in <laughs> ivanov no bathrobe equal opportunity whatever I have to admit, Pete, when she turned the corner there and she was in the bathrobe, I said, Oh good, it still is A B C and and Pete, I was already upset about the Mac stuff. This was a this was a little disappointing too.
0: Yeah, they they do the eyes a little bit differently. You definitely notice that the makeup around the face is a little different, you know, because she's a real girl now. And she turns the corner. uh, She wants to know if this is what happiness feels like. And then, as you uh, mentioned before, Matt, we see a decapitated Ada body. Um. Though she's not a robot anymore, we see that her robotic copy, at least a nearby one, is no longer in play. And it's May and Coulson who have fits in the way there who want to take the shot. Coulson keeps employing May, imploring May to take the shot there. Um, And suddenly, what neither of us expected, uh, Ada grabs fits and disappears in a bolt of blue light
1: perhaps the most shocking thing in the episode and this is an episode where (laughs) where they probably have removed mac from the rest of the real world story this is an episode where probably we are saying goodbye to bj brit again as his character of trip exits again uh tons of surprises here but just the notion that you know, and we'll theorize about it a little bit, but the notion that the flesh and blood Ada seems to have uh, have uh, come into this world with superpowers—it's—it's it's a stunning turn of events.
0: Back in the framework, Mac walks down the hall at Shield headquarters. There's a there's a cadence to this scene. Matt, he sees Trip, who has Hope on his lap. Uh, they they didn't think he was coming back. Uh, but uh, Mac explains the others have all gone through. They're all okay. Uh, Trip explains that uh, Hope doesn't know what happened. He wasn't sure what he was going to tell her, but Mac has has come back. Uh, she wakes, tells Mac that she was trying to wait up for. Her. What about Daisy and the rest. Uh, no, honey, they're not coming back. I, I really like the Wizard of Oz analogy that's that's drawn here, both for, for Hope and for us as the viewer. Remember at the end when Dorothy went back to Kansas? Uh, they went to a place like Kansas. Are we going to go there too, Dad? No, we're going to stay here. Everything I need
1: is right here. a detailed look at our bad guys pete let's start with leopold Fitz, the doctor
0: yeah the the number of terrible things that he continues to add to his framework resume uh beyond saying mean things about uh simmons wanting to put a bullet in her skull and finally putting a pill in her leg
1: Pete, this, hopefully, the conclusion of that monstrous visage, the Doctor fits himself. Uh, and uh, it'll be interesting to see, regardless of whatever plot points are ahead, uh, how he deals with the fact that he is capable of, of having done all these things.
0: And used as a fulcrum for the younger Fitz, uh, the older Fitz Alistair, certainly causing his son to look a little wan during this episode
1: that he does and um it was a little unceremonious the death of Alistair Fitz um that said the show has done that plenty of times to guest stars where they're flying high they're flying high and then boom they're no more so them's the breaks um I, I continue to marvel at how the son reacted and didn't react to the death of his father but Pete, this all, of course, leads back to to the uh, the center of it all, to Ada, who now uh, now has come back as a real girl.
0: Well, it's still a dichotomy, and I'm going to tell you why. So the the episode boils down to the conflict between Simmons and Fitz as far as getting him back into the real world, not uh, like Mac accepting. This program as the, the more ideal place to spend eternity, I guess, unless you unplug it. Right. Um, and with uh, Simmons offering that uh, Ada, this acronym that she spells out uh, is evil, And Fitz falling back on the dichotomy of her identity as Ophelia, as this misunderstood, uh, you know, take charge woman that he's in love with. Um, you know, they, they really have set things up quite nicely. Who would imagine Matt when we were treated to this silhouette of our first LMD, uh, Twenty episodes ago, 21 to be precise, it was in the finale, the season finale of of season three, that uh, she who would become the LMD now trying to become the body life real decoy would be as captivating or as plum apart as it's turned out to be for Mallory Jansen.
1: It's been an incredible story arc for the character. To think, Pete, this time last year, Mallory Janton was concerned about, hey, they might cancel Gallivant. I wonder where I'll get work from next, to then be in all these episodes of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, it's, it's truly remarkable indeed. Um, but here we are with her as the, uh, as the primary baddie in the final two episodes of the season. But Pete, of course, we have plenty of podcasting ahead of us. And uh, Pete, who helps make that possible?
0: That would be our contributors, Matt, to uh, Patreon, patreon patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N forward slash fantastic geek, helping to keep the lights on, the bandwidth banded, all sorts of other costs that obviously the podcast game a cruise
1: pete we really are fortunate just as there's the team on agents of shield we have our our team with us making sure that uh that our own zephyr one stays aloft so thank you one and all for all your help
0: welcome to level seven
1: time to analyze and theorize pete here's the to me the central question heading into these final two episodes what role will the, the 3D printer play? What more can we get from it uh, in terms of characters that we want returning? Or, I guess conversely, how quickly until it gets destroyed and we say, no, now there is no going back?
0: I mean, it's a really captivating way to set up the potential demise of these characters. Um, we've had one come through now with magic powers and, you know, the, the theory that I'm, I'm going to greet your theory with, essentially, Matt, they've turned her into a version of the Vision.
1: Yeah, although I think the the, the difference is enough. Uh, to me, I just kind of kept returning to Pinocchio here, where she has, on some level, yearned to be uh, to be human, and now she's finally got it. It'll be interesting to see if, unlike the restraint that we see in the vision uh if she somehow is overwhelmed by her humanity uh this notion of you know look you can feel my my beating heart is this the way it's supposed to be um does she come somehow become uh vulnerable and i don't mean necessarily in the flesh and bone sort of way but does she become vulnerable to the sensations of humanity uh in a way that that was not there when she had these kind of programmed parameters uh certainly tons of potential for these uh can you believe it only two episodes
0: i can't um the other thing obviously we've got to talk about is with max decision to not go through will the character will the show commit to keep him in there and uh you know, let him off into the sunset with his largest regret, the, the child that he lost, or will they pull him back against his will? Could it even be a situation, Matt, where they pull him out and he goes back in in some kind of uh, uh, personal decision or even a sacrifice?
1: I think that there's no way that they pull him out to have him sacrifice everything to go back since he's kind of already done that thus far uh yes he hasn't known all that he was sacrificing back in the other world but he he's made that decision here i think pete is the prediction i will have we think we've said goodbye to mac and ward and uh and trip uh i wouldn't be surprised if there's one last look back at the framework perhaps when they're shutting it all down in the real world, and they're gonna turn off the things that keep Mac's body alive, and know that he's gonna he's gonna exist in the framework, um, maybe you get one sort of glorious hero shot of of uh, Trip as the Patriot, perhaps even looking more like Captain America. But t- to see those three guys fighting the fight as they take Hydra down, I can imagine some, some sort of montage uh, intercut with our SHIELD friends saying goodbye to Mac as they prepare to to turn things off for him. Um meanwhile he's he's still the center of of Shield and part of the Shield story just in that other that other world. But to me there's no going back from this. There's not you don't get to you don't get to invoke the Wizard of Oz to then uh do what the the Wizard of Oz only successfully has done, which is then to wake people up at the end of it and and accept it as as, uh, as emotionally satisfying. Transmissions. Let's check the wire, Pete.
0: Matt, we had an audio call from down under. Uh, Jeremy Richards has phoned in and here's what he had to say. G'day, Pete and Matt. This is Jeremy from Melbourne, Australia. And if it's one thing I hate more than a bottle episode within a series, it's when there's a bottle series within a series. Uh, But what's making me care about it as much as anything is that it does have real consequence for the real world. And just watching these characters transform and perhaps transform back, um, that's pretty wonderful. And it does give good fan service where we get to see like a greatest hits of characters past, even if they've got slightly different skin on. Thanks very much, as usual, for a wonderful episode.
1: Pete, such a treat to have heard from Jeremy the notion that here we are sitting and recording and he's uh, at the other corner of the globe reaching out to us. So very much appreciated and uh, and just heartwarming, Pete.
0: I mean, first off, certainly informed in terms of the, the bottle episode idea uh, as TV is concerned, but certainly the... Uh, the, the old favorites, the fan service. And speaking of old favorites, Matt, facebook.com forward slash fantastic geek. It's like a cavalcade of fantastic geek fans and favorites. Several commenting on uh, last week's episode. We start with Robert T. Frost, who has a stray thought. He says he's not sure that Project Looking Glass is just about getting Ophelia slash Ada into the re- real world with free will. Uh, I keep getting a feeling that the dark hold is going try. I think he means going to try to superimpose the framework, its will onto slash into the real world for, for some nefarious mystical shenanigans. Uh, He added a couple of uh, thoughts spread out a little bit. The dark holds creator is being named Kathon. That's C T I'm sorry. C H T H O N. Uh, I think it's trying to come back into our dimension it tried working through Eli and was thwarted. Now it's working through Ada. What a fantastic with a pH season five. That would be rethinking my previous posts. Last one out of uh, Robert T. Frost. Uh, uh is probably too big a villain. No intro or backstory for this pod to finish up with. Uh, even if we get ghost rider back to help. Now, Graviton, on the other hand, would fit the bill
1: quite nicely. It is never too late to resolve Gra- Graviton, Gravitron. I will, I will confess the memory of that. Uh, episode 102 is a little, a little fuzzy, but uh, I would welcome his return there, Pete. And certainly, I mean, look, we're going back to the dark hold. It's, it's slipped out that uh, we may shall we say pete gets some devilish help from a returning character to fight the dark hold in uh one or both of these final episodes still holding out hope on the uh hunter and mockingbird framework cameo (laughs) i guess if we don't return the framework we won't get but um it's it's a little stunning pete to consider that there are all these options and there's only 90 minutes of footage that's 45 and 45, actually, a bit less. But, uh, you know, for each episode minus the commercials, that there's that which is left to the season.
0: Jeremy Richards, in addition to his call, had written on our Facebook page, just listening to the preamble on this podcast. that was last week's All the Madam's Men episode, uh, especially concerning the possibility of the upcoming WGA strike, which thankfully has been resolved to the positive. If this show does go ahead and wreck any of our shows. I am right here and now as a non wga member offering to write some fan fiction in place of our missing episodes, hashtag quality, not guaranteed to <laughs> which Jon Stewart, not that Jon Stewart, Matt, but our Jon Stewart, he replied scab and then added his own thought here. Quick thought. Ada. Would have to program in Terrigen and mist. We discussed this in the previous episode, since the setting in the framework is premised on May's experience with the inhuman girl in Bahrain.
1: Hmm, certainly interesting stuff there. Um, ultimately, I keep returning to the idea that I guess a couple of thoughts. First is the framework was whatever the story needed it to be. Not that it played fast and loose with the rules just that there's some flexibility built in there second i do have to wonder how much had ada set up as a a program or as a programmer or as a storyteller within the framework how much had she set up situations which would have led to an outcome like this an outcome which would have given her an exit um obviously the 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 role quote-unquote uh of uh of papa Fitz to help keep our fits focused in order to a manipulate him and b get him working on the the hardware to create her exit that was all uh i think part of the plan but it'll be interesting at some point to go back and kind of uh, look at some of the the framework twists and turns to see where the seams exist Pete before we dive on into the normal contact info I just want to say if uh, if you want to join Jeremy by sending us a voicemail Uh, You have two options. Jeremy had uh, sent us an MP3, um, assuming from his uh, phone device. That certainly works. He would emailed that to us at fantasticgeekgmail.com. Another option, if it suits your your telephonic access, you can call 732-707-1815 and leave a message on our Google Voice listener line. You can call 24-7 there. It's just calling the Google. It's not calling you nor I. And uh, it would be nice in these final S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes and in the various adventures we have ahead to, uh, to hear more uh, from the, uh, of the voices of our listeners.
0: Absolutely. Uh, definitely an underutilized uh, mode of communication, that old voice line. So, uh, yeah, get your voice heard on the podcast.
1: Pete, the way in which people hear your voice, at least digitally or at least Your metaphorical voice is on the Twitter. So how can people do so? Seamless transition.
0: You can find me on Twitter at Peter, K E T E L A A 9,226 followers. Can't be wrong.
1: And while I am personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, you can be in touch with the podcast any way you want. We mentioned the Gmail, fantasticgeek at gmail.com, fantasticgeek.com dot com fantastic geek on twitter and instagram as well always with the ph but wait pete is there more
0: there is our own personal framework matt the facebook.com forward slash fantastic geek all one word with the ph there you can you know put up pictures of of you and your family and, or, and friends or you can role play as some other character we don't really care so long as you're connecting with us.
1: Pete, we will be back for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in one week's time for the penultimate episode of the season. We will be back earlier this weekend to discuss Guardians of the Galaxy Vol. 2, and we will be back perhaps at any time to discuss uh, Defenders.
0: Yes, keep your ears peeled for that. And with that, matt i will say goodbye and leave you with the final word
1: to quote the wonderful wizard of oz now i know i've got a heart because it's breaking